Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Whoa! We've got a rock and rolling show for you today. Uh, and what we are doing is talking about language and the importance of language. The importance of language is really that words count. And so there are mean words and there are kind words. And we've seen that, you know, today with the violence of language and how it really impacts uh, our behavior. If we start demeaning people by calling them certain things, uh, next thing you know, people are subjected to violence. And it's the same thing with animals. With animals, if we say things like uh, whack-a-mole or this sounds fishy, those are the kinds of things that then make people feel like, well, we can whack moles and we can fish. So I want to start with the poet Sean Hill. Words are your um, bailiwick. What do you think of speciesist language? Oh, uh, you know what? I remember finding out about the words um, killing two birds with one stone. That phrase, I mean, I found out about that phrase and I was so surprised how, how natural I would use it. And, uh, and, and being vegan, I was like, uh, why do I not feel good about this phrase anymore? So now I'm at this place now where I really do want to search for more language that I can change or rearrange that fits my lifestyle, honestly. And it, it feels better too. Yeah. Uh, so are you ready to get involved in this contest? I am beyond ready, Jane. All right. Well, hang on to your seats because the contest that we are about to start is literally a game changer. If we could change people's language, we could change their entire thought process. And the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire, as they say. So what we're going to do right now is... Go live on Facebook so other people can see this. And we are going to start the contest. The people we have on this show today are wordsmiths in different ways. Uh, we are throwing a contest to come up with alternatives to anti-animal language. And so when language says it's okay to shoot an animal, to beat an animal, to um, keep dogs in, um, you know, a dog house, then what we have is uh, an unfair society. So let's start the contest. The contest is underway. Here is our group. We are live on Facebook. Paige, what were some of the phrases that you um, came up with kind alternatives for, and what are your kind alternatives? Take it away. Okay, are you ready? A little drum roll. Here we go for weasel or weasel out. I came up with wiggle your way around that. 
Okay, that's what I came up with. All right, all right. Sounds fishy is, I love this one. That's slippery. Yeah, that's slippery. Okay, not my first rodeo. Not my first merry-go-round. Uh, pig out, gorge out, right? Gorge out, like when you have a gluttonous meal. Whack-a-mole, uh-uh, smash a plate. That was a little weak. All right, this truly is my ultimate favorite. Are you ready? Oh, my gosh, these guys can't even contain themselves. They're laughing so hard at me. Are you ready? Bigger fish to fry, bigger tofu to bake. Booyah! Now, let's see who can top those. Go, go, go. All right, like that's that. very exciting, very, very exciting. And what I'd like to do is introduce everybody who happens to be watching on Facebook to where you can get involved in the contest, but those listening can also get involved in the contest by going to plantbasedneighbor.com. And so you will see on plantbasedneighbor.com uh, under the Jane Unchained page, uh, you will see the various phrases that are offensive and the alternatives that you can come up with, okay? So weasel or weasel out, not my first rodeo, fishy or sounds fishy, pig out, whack-a-mole, and bigger fish to fry. I said for bigger fish to fry, bigger fruit to slice. When it came to not my first rodeo, I said, not my first rave. <laughs> so, Simone, you are a wordsmith in your own right. You are a country singer. Uh, can everybody see this uh, this contest here that's, that's on uh, our Facebook page? Is it showing up? Yeah. Oh, yes. great. So if you want to join those who are watching or listening at home, just go to plantbasedneighbor.com and you sign in. It's very easy to join. You literally put your name in, you put up a photo, and the whole point of this um, website, which is going to become an app in 2001, is to connect vegans and vegetarians with vegans and vegetarians in their neighborhood and beyond. So Kenzaya, for example, signed up. And he said, I don't really want to sign up. I live in downtown L.A. Nobody will be there. And how many how many people were on Plant Based Neighbor in your zip code, Kenzaya? No exaggeration. I think it was something like 90. It was a lot of people within my area. It was a lot of people. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to stop that share and we're going to go to Simone Reyes, Simone, what were some of your alternatives to these speciesist anti-animal phrases? Let me just have a disclaimer. This gave me a horrible throwback to like my school years where they're like, there's a quiz today? Like, wait, what? Like literally like two seconds before this, I was like, what? Um, so literally like as I was logging in, I'm like, okay, I forgot that I needed homework to do. So anyway, that's my disclaimer. Um, weasel out, wimp out. Sounds fishy, sounds shifty. Not oh. my first rodeo. Mm. Um, uh, not my first ride on the carousel. Um, pig out, jackfruit mm. out. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Jackfruit out. out. Oh. Sounds delicious. Whack a mole, whack a specious. 
Um, and finally, bigger fish to fry, um, bigger worms to unhook. Ooh, bigger worms to unhook. <laughs> I love that because you're really taking it to a new level of not only making it not anti-animal, but pro-animal. So Kenzaya. Kenzaya hey. is our Instagram editor and an actor. And uh, so yeah. you um, came up with some phrases. I Keep it clean, dude. I, I did. know. You're on the oh, outside. Oh. <laughs> Keep it clean. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are your alternatives, so, Kenzaya? So we've got... Um, Whack-a-mole, which I thought this was pretty easy. whack em all because they all deserve to be whacked just as equally. Um, and then instead of, <laughs> uh, instead of uh, kill two birds with one stone, I like the term, and I've used this for years now, but I'm crazy. Uh, free two birds with one key. And then um, I corrected uh, the person I'm dating when they said... Uh, what the heck? Well, anyways, I like to say bigger fish to save. And, oh. um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a lot. There's, like, solid three right there. Yeah, steal them. That was good. I felt that. Uh, yeah, I thought it was excellent. Now, what I'd like to do is get to everybody's thoughts, starting with Sean. You are a poet. You are a vegan social media activist, and you are an amazing poet. I'd, I'd like to remember when we had a holiday party for Jane Unchained and we invited Sean and we said, would you write a poem? And he wrote the most amazing lyrical poem that it, it, I, I, I saved every page. It was brilliant. So mm -hmm. tell us about why words are so important and things like we could go on. You know, there's thousands of these species as phrases. In right. fact, I heard one uh, last night watching cable news, the cat's out of the bag. Mm. Um, uh, we, why are these so destructive? Why do they lead to violence against animals? Um, well, it seems, it seems in all my experience with language and, and even our history in this world, that the more we use language to denigrate, to dehumanize, to kind of make people feel less than, or to even uh, propagandize in public about others that we disagree with, then it's easier to treat them as as they as if they don't deserve to be here, or as if um, certain people or animals don't have a right to exist. If you already make them into something crazy, or make them into something uh, smaller than you, or different than you, right? So to go back even historically, it, it's it's such a divisive kind of tool to use is is language. It's one of the greatest things you can use that that infiltrates people's minds without them even knowing it. So I think what you're doing here is such, um, it's such a revisionary kind of tactic that we can improve the world with instead of make the world less than it was before. And I think even if there's a TikTok challenge that everyone goes crazy about, you're doing an anti-specious language challenge. And that, that is beautiful. That, I've never even would have thought of something like this before. So again, much, much respect to you and what you're doing here today. It literally can change the world. Well, I'll be honest with you. Paige and I were talking about how to promote Plant-Based Neighbor, which is our new website that is going to be an app in 2021. And um, it's going to connect vegans and vegetarians with other vegans and vegetarians in the neighborhood and around the world. So if you're going to, let's say you're going to Vienna on a trip when this, if and when this pandemic ever ends, 
you could put in the zip code of uh, Vienna and see who comes up and say, hey, would you take me to some great vegan restaurants? Hi, I'm from uh, wherever you are, LA. The other thing is that you can find neighbors right in your vicinity. So let's say you're a vegan surrounded by people roasting dead animals and the smell of death is in the air and you're depressed and you feel isolated, you can put in your zip code and 10, 15, or in the case of Kenzaya, 90 people will come up. You can invite them all to a vegan block party, a vegan cookout. Uh, now, we are developing this now because um, we are in an, a, a stage of pandemic where a lot of vegans feel isolated. They're, they're, they can't go to VegFests and vegan restaurants to the extent that they, they did. VegFests are on hold. I'm on the board of VegFest LA. We don't know when we can have another VegFest. And this is happening around the, around the country and the world. So people are feeling a little bit like Rocky in the fetal position. I'm surrounded by people who don't understand me. Sign up to plantbasedneighbor.com. And then you can start cultivating your neighborhood with vegans and vegetarians. And we include vegetarians because we're including people who are on the journey. We were going to make it open to everybody, but then we thought, you know, that might end up with people, even if they don't want to do something that's offensive, unintentionally posting something that's offensive to vegans and vegetarians. And then it's going to be arguing. We don't want arguing. This is a happy site. We want people to be happy. We want to empower people, ride sharing to veg fests and all sorts of things that can happen on this website. But the, the key is for everybody to sign up to plantbasedneighbor.com. So we came up with this contest to encourage people to sign up to plantbasedneighbor.com. First of all, Simone, what do you think of the concept of plantbasedneighbor.com? Well, I love it. I mean, I think what this pandemic has showed us more than anything um, and this administration is how much we need community. And to have a kind community is so much more important than any other kind of community, obviously. So having, we're all living online, basically. Our lives are completely virtual and that's how we are connecting with people. So um, I love what Nextdoor does, especially for uh, lost animals. You know, it literally, I've seen it happen where it brings a community together and a dog is found, you know, just by sightings. So imagine what we can do if we have a portal for kindness and compassion and how huge that can grow. I think the potential is outrageous. Uh, I believe we have a caller. At least somebody texted me and said, I'm trying to jump in and give my answer. Sarah from West Hollywood, your, your answers to the species' language alternatives. Hey, Jane, how are you? Good. Oh, this is a, such a great contest. I've, I've been seeing so much recently. I've been watching mainstream media, and they show so much, you know, speciesist language. And I think I would like to say for one of them, uh, dog on, I don't have a dog on that walk. And I like the one. Also one about, oh, not my first rodeo. I would say not my first yoga class. <laughs> And then, yes, yeah, this is not my first yoga class because especially <laughs> I live in LA, so everybody goes to yoga. Um, bigger fish, fish to fry. I'm not really, I don't really like any, I really don't like any of these lines, these species of words, but there's also one a lot of people say, I don't, um, about the, the horse. I say, I don't have, I uh, have a, a horse free don't from racing a, or something like that. Don't whip a dead yeah. horse. Hey. No, people yeah. say, uh, like, 
they say like I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't want to oh, say anything because yeah. they I make me so sad. But fight. so I just say I don't have a dog on that walk. You know, oh, something I don't like have that. A dog I don't have a dog walk. on that walk. Something like that. Yeah, I just try to flip it. I also try not to even use these phrases, but I feed two feed two birds with one scone. That was because PETA. a lot of people say kill two birds with one scone. I mean, with one stone. A lot of people say kill two birds with one stone. You really should say feed two birds with one scone. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Thank you, Sarah from West Hollywood. Now go on a plant-based neighbor and put all your uh, your alternative phrases in there. And this is a very Will free. Do. Okay, everybody, sign up for the contest. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, Sarah. This is a freewheeling contest. If you come up with a brilliant alternative to one of the phrases that we didn't list, guess what? The contest could change and we could give you a prize for that. The prizes are a Jane Unchained cap, which, um, Paige, you want to lean in there. You get a cap sent to you. Uh, Kenzia, we might have to get you one of those. Um, and, uh, all, oh, there we go. Sean Hill's got one. Yay. Yeah, and also a chance to... Do um, your favorite vegan recipe on Lunch Break Live, which is our daily vegan cooking show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. And uh, that's the Jane Unchained Facebook page where we are live now. So it's a fun contest. Now, Paige, you are very much involved in Jane Unchained, uh, as is Kenzia, but you are sort of the right-hand person at... at um, Jane Unchained, what was your first reaction when you heard about Plant-Based Neighbor? Oh, well, uh, very excited. I throw down a little gathering um, over the holidays usually, and I invite as many vegans that would like to come out to where I live. Um, and I wanted to do more potluck-type events out here in my neighborhood because I don't know. I, I don't know who's vegan out here. Uh, people have moved, and I had a few friends, but... It's nice to just like go grab a cup of tea with someone or even at this point do the physical distancing, meet someone at the park and be like, hey, how's it going in your vegan world? That's cool. I mean, I, I miss my neighbor. I miss my peeps. I miss all y'all. I miss hanging out with y'all. Um, but also just knowing there's people around the corner. If I need to borrow a cup of soy milk or something or, hey, you got some almonds. I mean, when we were out of toilet paper, you know. I mean, knowing you've got some right. vegan neighbors who are on your tribe, that are in your team, that are on the same page, it just feels good. So, and you know yeah. that's going to be bamboo toilet paper. Uh, All the way. Actually, I found a new one. R-E-E-L. Oh. Check it out. You can have it sent to you. No, for real. There's two brands that you can have. There's one called... Page. What is it? Give a craft. Tomorrow. Okay. Um Anyway, individually wrapped. I want to talk a little bit about plant-based neighbor and how we came up with the idea. And as a matter of fact, Simone, you were at the uh, event where it all came together. And we were at a restaurant, Nick's in Beverly Hills. And it was a, it's a great vegan restaurant, one of the top vegan restaurants in the world. And we were celebrating some victories uh, from social compassion and legislation and Simone, you're on the board of social compassion legislation that passes incredible legislation for animal rights. And somehow it, we got talking about um, next door and, and uh, somebody said, yeah, we need a next door for vegans. 
Well, it turns out this is not just like next door, by the way. That's why it's not called Vegans Next Door. Um, but, and vegans are like no other group of people, so there's no way it could be like that. But the point is that the guy sitting next to me, Judy Mancuso's nephew, John Mancuso, said, well, I'm developing something very similar for my um, music uh, community, and that's uh, Artist Wave. Because when you need to get a drummer or you need to get a guitarist, you can't order a guitarist from, you know, Hamburg. You've got to get somebody who's close to where you are to do a gig. So he said, I could take the same infrastructure I'm using for Artist Wave and reapply it to the vegan concept. And uh, I said, great, let's do it. Because everybody at the table said, that's a great idea. I wish I knew who the vegans in my neighborhood were. And um, so what I'd urge everybody here to do is to sign up to plantbasedneighbor.com. Um, it's in beta testing as a website now. And one of the things is when people sign up, then the developers get to see what works, what doesn't work and tweak it. And in uh, 2021, it's gonna be an app. So uh, you get to be ground zero of um, what could be, imagine if every vegan in the world signed up to this. Imagine that, the power in numbers that we would have. And let's say we say there's one thing you, we, wanna, we want everybody to, to get on board with, okay? There's plant-based neighbors, Sean signed up. Um, one, one thing, and you know, everybody today, let's just do this one thing. We could literally end animal agriculture. And this relates, uh, Sean, to something that we were uh, talking about uh, with the Vegan World 2026 convergence that just happened, led by Dr. Silas Rao, where the power that we have in numbers, even if we're just a couple of percent of the population, if we all got together and maybe got rid of a few um, uh, behaviors that are unnecessary. We use, for example, for women, pedicures and manicures. Those have gone out the window anyway with COVID. We use, for example, for everybody, alcohol. Well, I'm a recovering alcoholic, 25 years sober, so that's already gone out the window. With other people, it's a housekeeper. You take that discretionary fund and you put it to one thing, if everybody did that. For example, there's an organization, Animal Fairness Alliance, uh, hiring lobbyists to go in to Congress to try to end the subsidies of big ag. If she was talking during the convergence, if every single vegan gave $10 a month, we would have automatically today to Animal Fairness Alliance so that they can hire lobbyists to go into Congress. Today, we would have more lobbyists than the entire meat industry, which is one of the biggest lobbyists in Congress. What are your thoughts on that, Simone Reyes, uh, given that you are very much involved in those kinds of issues? Well, I will tell you something. Nobody, I had no idea how much lobbyists cost um, until, of course, I joined Social Compassion and Legislation, which is why it's so vital that we get uh, donations to every, every group that's, that's changing laws in every state. Um, what is you know, daunting is that when you go and you try to fight for animals, you feel very much like, you know, 
the little engine that could when you get something accomplished because wow they bus in the animal abusers bus in because they have the money and the resources to do it somebody's playing our oh we're going to a commercial oh. <laughs> take a quick commercial okay <laughs> all right <laughs> Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. We're here with some incredible vegan social media influencers talking about our contest to end anti-animal language, speciesist phrases like whack-a-mole, uh, weasel out, sounds fishy, uh, not my first rodeo, and replace them with kind phrases and in total transparency, it's part of our effort to get people to sign up to plantbasedneighbor.com, which is in beta testing and will be an app in 2021. And then we're talking also about the power of vegans coming together as a group. Kenzaya, um, if, if, if kids uh, can't, because cause young people are leading the way to veganism because they're not on television, they're not getting brainwashed. Mm-hmm. If they can't give, let's say, $10 a month, do you think you could get them to give $1 a month? Because a couple of million people giving $1 a month, that adds up. Yeah, so you can do that. That's because people are more connected than they ever have been before. But when you grow in that atmosphere from your, you know, your early teens to adulthood, you view things differently. I view things differently than, than my peers who are you know, five to ten years older than me. Uh, when MySpace came around, it was uh, uh, it was a milestone, right? And the reason for that is because people were able to congregate and people were able to socialize easier than they ever have before. So with the introduction of Facebook, you know that's only that, that's only increased. And um, so I think it's completely possible to mobilize the the youth of our of our time to step up for animals more than ever because this is. This is all it takes. Um, and we are, we're a more compassionate generation than those that came before us. We are more connected than any other generation ever has been before. So we're able to see these, these problems up close 
And um, of course, we're able to share these, what is to us shocking videos of animals being harmed. Uh, animal agriculture, we're definitely pulling, what, what's the term? <laughs> I just kind of use someone. Um, we're pulling the curtain back on AG. So I think it's very easy to mobilize these people to support something like plant-based neighbor. It's, it's easy. Yeah. Well, you, you initially didn't want to sign up, but then once you signed up, you were pleasantly surprised yes. to find how many people in your area? So it's funny. I actually, so I first said 90, but I may have had that number flipped and I think it's 60 because I was just looking at it right now to make sure I have my numbers right. Um, so either way, 60 people is a lot of people. It's more people than I know. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so so that's, that's, they're all my new friends right there, all within the area. So... Yeah, Not that I so, can go hang out, but... Go ahead, Paige. I was just going to say uh, a couple of things I wanted to, to jump springboard off from Kenzaya's. I have a son who's 21 years old, and he, he has uh, five roommates, and they're all in college. And they, uh, I left them some, uh, some, uh, some, I don't know, something, some leaflets. And the next thing I know, they call me on a Sunday. They're all happy. They're FaceTiming me. Guess what? We're not eating pigs anymore. I'm like, what? These are 19, 20, 21 year olds. They said, we found out how smart they are. Like, mm. these are wow. bacon eating, hamburger, hot dog eaters. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they said they weren't ready to let go of the cow yet. But, you know, hey, I'm not, I, I, for me, that gave me hope about keep educating. That, that, I never thought that would come from a place of having compassion for how smart pigs are. Like, you would think maybe they would put, Oh, it's gonna make me smarter. But no, they actually had compassion for um, for the animals, and that was powerful to see these young men, you know, who are who have been grown up, you know, watching football, like yeah, you know, sports, and you get your wings and your, you know, your ribs and all that food that that they've been, uh, you know, manipulated to think that that was healthy for them or at least cool to eat, uh, you know, etc. Don't underestimate us. We are the largest group of any generation that there is right now. We're larger than, than Gen Z. And we look better than Gen Z. The millennials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, we've got some uh, submissions coming in here to uh, the contest. And I hope I'm not um, really removing myself from Kenziah's demographic forever by putting these glasses on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Weasel, alternative, shady, weasel out, slide out, not my first rodeo, not my first quarantine. Oh, I love that I one. Love <laughs> not my first election. Oh. An alternative to bigger fish to fry, bigger pumpkins to carve. Um, and uh, turn it into pig out, glutton out, or grub out. And then in terms of sounds fishy, oh. sounds slimy, and whack-a-mole, whack-a-weed. Although I love these, I just feel that maybe we should get rid of the whole whack because the whack is the violence. So maybe mm. we need something that just doesn't say, okay, we're going to go from violence from this to violence to that. Maybe we need to go to a whole other, like the way PETA was the one who did the first, took kill two birds with one stone and said feed two birds with one scone. It has double power 
because it's actually doing something positive. Does that uh, make any sense, Simone? Kiss them all. Kiss them all. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I see? I see Sean coming up with an entire poem that oh, is yeah. an anti-species uh, poem. Well, fine, fine. You know I want to do it already. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So uh, there good. are, I'm looking for more phrases as they come up, and I just disconnected that page. But it's very important that we all get on the page because right now we have the software developers saying, okay, you had trouble with this, we'll fix this, we'll fix that, because it's gonna become an app in 2021. And then it's gonna really, it's gonna be powerful. And we've spent a lot of time working on this. We've come up with a, a user agreement. Uh, we have a great vegan attorney who's helped us with a user agreement that's gonna kick in when the app uh, hits because right now we're in beta testing. So, um, there's a lot of work that's gone into this and it's it's really simple you just go in you put your email you put you create a simple code it doesn't have to be one of those crazy codes that that they make you put there's no uh and we don't keep the information we just keep your zip code and right now it's not just like with other similar kinds of platforms you can't connect to anybody outside your neighborhood here, we're connecting everybody with the world because until we get enough people in every neighborhood, there's no point to just limit it to neighborhood. You could just text that person, I guess, even though it will show you who's in your neighborhood as more people sign up. But right now we're doing it with the entire world. So um, what do you see uh, as a potential for this, Kenzaya, being that you're a social media influencer who does a lot of stuff on Instagram and, and other platforms? Where do you see it going? Today we came up with a contest, Paige and I. Yeah, so I was hesitant to ask if this was going to become a proper app at one point, which you relieved me of that worry. And uh, you said, yeah, it's going to be an app. So I don't know if you'd be able to drive the amount of people we would want potentially to a website. But if it's an app, you're already normalizing uh, and, and you're you're kind of uh, relating to something they already do and that we already do as a youth. I don't know about you guys, but I wake up, I pet my cat, and the next thing I know, I'm on Instagram judging everyone I've ever known. <laughs> and we can do that too on Plant-Based Neighbor <laughs> as a nap. Well, well, wait a second though, guys. Uh, oh my gosh, you're so funny. It's, yeah. a, it's a joke. <laughs> One of the things that we wanted to do was keep it happy. We didn't want it to be, you know, one of the, everybody has their character defects and vegans love to yeah. argue with each other. Uh, you know, who's the top vegan? It's like, who's the top dog? Who's the top vegan? There we go. We came up with another one. Just like that. <laughs> All right. And, and um, frankly, I don't want to be the top vegan. I don't want to, you know what? I worked for 38 years in the mainstream media, worked my, took us off. I want to be sitting on the beach eating vegan chocolates and reading like 50 shades of gray. Okay. I don't want to be doing all this work. I'm working, 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 working because every time I see this stuff with animals happening, I'm like, this is, uh, uh, this is evil. It's yeah. evil. I'll just put it out there. And, uh, every time I see these undercover investigations of what they do to these dairy cows, dragging them by the neck because they're too mm. to stand up, putting them in dead piles, picking them up with backhoes, 
this is wrong. We have to stop it. That's why I'm doing it. And I know that's true for all of you. You could all be, you know, just gallivanting around town, having a great time. I mean, you know, Paige, you could be running around visiting your kids at college and just, you know, we could all be having fun. You know, Kenzaya, you could be passed from person to person at a rave. Um, we're all... <laughs> Simone, you could be riding a, no, you wouldn't they ride be a strong. mechanical bull. You would not ride a mechanical bull. You could just be in, in Texas serenading, um, uh, you know, guys at a bar with your country songs. Sean, you could just be in Paris romancing whoever with your incredible sexy poetry. We're all doing this because you know, it's called for when you see suffering, you have a moral obligation to do something about it. So uh, what do you see, Simone and, and Sean, I want to ask you both, uh, where do you see this going, this plant-based neighbor? What, what could you see in terms of the future? Well, I think more than anything, giving us a sense of community that's very tangible. You know, we sort of find, vegans find each other in a room, but it's hard. You know, vegans find each other on Facebook and find each other on Instagram, and we use hashtags to connect the dots. But having one place where there's a portal, I think can be huge. Because if we can just flood everybody to this one place, then we will always be available, you know, in the middle of the night, like, you know, like Paige said, like, oh, we need a cup of, you know, almond milk or something. It can be so much more than that. You know, I mean, once this pandemic is under control, just being able to get to know your neighbors in a, in a, a way that will help the planet. I mean, that's incredible and help each other, of course, as well. Wow. So, Sean, where do you see it going? Because it's a work in progress. Right, right. I, you know what's funny is that I could see, well, on the practical sense, I could see it also being partnered up with Happy Cow or like other uh, websites that are, are vegan or vegetarian based that also just incorporate so many floods of people in, in that website. And then also on a more like spiritual, metaphysical, deep level, um, it reminds me of the Maharishi effect of a yogi that predicted that if 1% of the population would meditate, then it would actually reduce crime in that city. And when it was statistically proven that to be true, I think there's something to say that, that when you get vegans and, and vegetarian-minded or even animal-loving people that are focused on that together, that's a form of meditation, actually, that radiates out to the world and more people are conscious of it, even on a frequency level, as well as when we're talking about it with others in our community. Absolutely. And I am a huge fan of Happy Cow. I have used it all over the world. Happy Cow mm. is my favorite app on the planet. Uh, and I would love to partner with them. I mean, uh, I think, you know, what we're trying to do is sort of replicate the infrastructure to a certain degree of the carnist world and give people options. So there's 8 million apps in the carnist world uh, I think we we can uh, have a lot of different apps in, um, and uh, there's a lot of vegan apps being developed right now, actually. So any any collaboration, just like Jane Unchained is a news organization, and we don't feel like we're competitors with plant-based news or Live Kindly or uh, Veg News. We're all in it together. And the most brilliant thing that uh, I believe his name is Pat Brown, the CEO or the head of Impossible 
Foods, who makes the Impossible Burger, said when he was on a mainstream cable channel, they said to him, well, you know, you're a competitor, Beyond Meat. He said, stop, they're not our competitors. We both have the same goal. I only wish them well. This is the new way of thinking because really when you think of veganism as a metaphor for life, it's that for me to live, you don't have to die. For me to win, you don't have to lose. And it's really an evolved way of thinking. So just like we partner and give, say any video we have, anybody can use it. You know, any media, any, any, we, we certainly don't want people taking it and cutting it and making it into something that's not. Uh, but basically anybody with good intentions can use it for whatever reason. And go ahead, Sean. You know, I just want to piggyback on that so quick. Hey, piggyback, what, what? Oh, oh. oh. Um, <laughs> okay. I would actually carry a pig on my back, though, to, to be honest. I would actually. <laughs> I'm going to look at that mentally in my mind how I look at that. Um, uh, but yeah, when you said a, when you said um, it's an evolved way of thinking, it's also I want to point out a non-fear-based way of thinking. It's a love-based way of thinking that there's more uh, room on the plate for all of us to coexist, and at the same time, I think in terms of food and plant-based food that exists together, it's such a beautiful thing when we know practically even that people order more than one kind of food. We don't eat the same food every day. So I just wanted to point out how practical and love-based that kind of thinking is. Really good stuff. I love it. There is strength in numbers. Go ahead, Paige Parsons Roach, AKA Vegan Rama Mama. I wanted to bring up the film Speciesism. That changed my life. That The first film that I saw was Cowspiracy. The second film that I saw was Speciesism by Mark DeVries. And it was screened at a beautiful restaurant downtown Los Angeles called Olak. And here's what I wanted to read is the definition of speciesism. If people out there are wondering, what the heck are they talking about? It's the idea that being human is a good enough reason for human animals to have greater moral rights than non-human animals. A prejudice or bias in favor of the interests of members of one one's own species and against those members of other species, right? This is coined by Peter Singer in the infamous book, famous book, Animal Liberation in 1975. So I wanted to point out that film though, if you get a chance, watch that film. If you have not seen it yet, it's called Speciesism. Powerful, powerful for anyone, vegan, non-vegan, pre-vegan, vegetarian, <laughs> wherever you're at on the journey, It'll wake you up to what has been indoctrinated into all of us over the years. I just had an idea while you were talking. It sparked my thought process in terms of combining the veganomy with this. Okay, so vegans want to travel from point A to point B. Let's leave the pandemic aside for now because that changes everything. But let's say we get past it, you know, whenever. And um, Kenzaya, you're downtown and you want to go somewhere. You could mm -hmm. ride, you could ride share with a fellow vegan and then take that money that you would normally spend on a Lyft or an Uber and give it to an animal cause. Take it away. Well, um, <laughs> so it's funny. I didn't want to interrupt earlier, but I was just thinking, cause I was looking through uh, plant-based neighbor and I noticed that part of the conversation that you and I had had some months ago now was that you wanted it to help out this concept of the veganomy and so if you needed a repairman you would go there if you 
wanted uh, somebody to fix your hair because you had to do it yourself for some miserable reason, who was vegan, you know, you'd be able to do that and you'd, and you'd put it back into the veganomy. And in the end, you'd be helping out animals in one way or another. Um, I, I think it's a great idea. I think, uh, yeah, assuming we get past this pandemic, that, that I, would, I would do it. I would go on there and I would find just about anything I could manage from someone vegan, someone I could trust, uh, someone who I would be able to relate to or have an easier time getting along with. I mean, yeah, I would do it. I, I'm waiting for this to really pop off. I've, I've just gone on it a couple of times and I think, I think it's great. So uh, where do you see it going, Simone? Well, like I said, I think the sky's the limit, but I wanted to just mention one other thing about language, which is we've tried and we're gonna continue to try to piece together the feminist movement and the animal rights movement. I, I stand by what I've said since the beginning of time, which is you can't be a true feminist without also being a vegan animal rights activist because we simply, uh, it's yeah. too close. It's too closely related. But you know, when, when you're trying to hurt a woman, right? Historically, you'll call them a dog. You'll call them a sow, a cow, a bitch, right? These mm. are things that are understood as being derogatory being called a dog shouldn't be a derogatory term, right? So again, it brings in the feminist um, angle in that feminists simply have to see the correlation between the bullying of women and the bullying of animals and join our cause. Absolutely. I mean, you said the word bitch. That is a term for female dog. I don't know if that's like the official term or whatever, but it's an insult, right? That's right. Um, So... uh, there's so many reasons why feminists should be on board. And in terms of like how you would envision using plant-based neighbor uh, or do envision, how do you envision using plant-based neighbor, Simone? Well, I envision it simply by telling everybody about it. That's number one, right? I mean, we share things all day long on social media. So we really have to push that out and let people join. And I honestly think that it's going to uh, grow itself because vegans love to talk to other vegans and we love to grow our movement. So I think that once people just every vegan that we know is a member of it, I think it's going to organically just take off like uh, like uh, like crazy. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that when we came up with this idea pre-COVID, we were sort of doing it at a leisurely pace. And then the, the pandemic hit and then I spoke to a friend who was in Northern California and she literally was depressed because she felt trapped. She, didn't, she couldn't go out and meet her vegan friends. She was surrounded by hunters and people who were barbecuing. And she, she literally, I said, so I called the website developer, John Mancuso, who's brilliant. I said, we gotta kick this up. People are suffering now. They need community. So um, to that end, what do you see uh, the potential of plant-based neighbor, Sean, in terms of providing community for vegans who might feel isolated, whether it's in Northern California or North Carolina or Texas or anywhere? Uh, Well, first, I even think of the different levels of isolation, right? Sometimes there's just mental isolation where you don't feel connected to someone that thinks like you. There's emotional isolation, spiritual isolation, right? All these levels right there. And so to see it on a a kind of platform like, yeah, like Plant-Based Neighbor, I'd see it 
being we're just seeing how many for example with kanzaya seeing how many people in downtown were vegan immediately brought relief to him brought, brought this like kind of feeling of like i belong i'm connected i feel right i feel good you know i just instantly changed the whole paradigm right so i think to get to that place where we use it in such a meaningful way and not just hop on board with this, you know, how uh, we want to make it a popular app or popular this or anything like that, but more of a meaningful popularity. You know, I think that's the way to go about it and pushing it that way where you really will feel connection like we all are searching for all the time. Uh, even if you're non-vegan, you're always searching for some kind of meaningful connection. So I think that's the way to go about it too also. Excellent. And you had some other uh, phrases that you oh, would come absolutely. up with. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear it. All right. And I, I'm not going to lie. There, there's like, I have outtakes. I have other phrases that didn't make sense, that didn't work. And I, I was going to like share those two. But uh, in, in regards of time, these are like my top my top two for each one. Okay. So uh, weasel out. I changed it to to nibble out of this. Huh? <laughs> nibble out. Huh? Uh, and then also a runner up for that was to fiddle out of this. But I don't know if I would offend any fiddlers. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Sounds fishy. I could go with sounds sniffy, right? Where, what is it? Sounds sniffy, huh? Huh? Or sounds misty, like misty, like, I don't know, the air is misty. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, not my first rodeo. I kind of went with, with changing the whole concept entirely and going with, it's not my first rainbow, people. <laughs> not my first, I'm sorry, that felt really good. But also you can go with, not my first Fargo, which if you've seen that show or that movie, that it gets crazy. So if you, it's not my first Fargo, uh, you're saying a lot, okay? Then pig out, I was going to go with to pig in, actually, because they're such content, mindful creatures, actually. I was like, I want to pig in, bro. You want to pig in today? Let's go meditate, right? That kind of concept. Or I was also thinking since we already have dig in, you could also dig out you know like dig out a lot yeah. i don't know dig yeah. out a lot of food. i'm working on that one uh so with whack-a-mole this one got this one got deep this one got deep i'm not gonna lie first i was i was gonna playfully say smack a soul but you said non-violent so i was like let me let me take out smack a soul because that's too heavy that was just too heavy uh <laughs> and then i went to my favorite one here out of all these i made <sighs> snack a mole you guys, let's get snacks to molds. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. I, can't. Oh, I love it. Snack a mole. It's such a nice, like, smooth transition. Yeah, snack a mole, because they'll oh. never have enough snacks. Right? Snack a mole. It was so good. Whoa, so good. We're out of time on Voice America Radio. Thank you for joining us. Guys, you guys are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.